And welcome back to Bernie and Chris. I'm Bernie. I'm Chris. Chris, how was your week this week? It was a long week. You know, I had a long work week and um, a lot going on with the Yankees that I don't like. I will get into that later, but uh, they seem to be uh, turned the ship. And uh, after losing seven straight, we're getting uh, they're an out away right now, about to be winning three straight. So let's hopefully they can uh, keep it back on the on the right track. Uh, you know, let the kids eat, right, Matt? I mean, the Red Sox did win today, so the kids will be eating free tomorrow. They did. But... I actually bet against the Red Sox today. They screwed me. Yeah, don't. <laughs> but... I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get more into uh, the MLB in just a little bit. First, we're gonna start off as always with the NFL. Uh, Cam Newton is gonna be the Patriots' starting quarterback. Not officially confirmed, but officially confirmed. It's if, basically if you confirmed. know what I mean. It's the worst kept secret in the NFL right now. And there's a lot of bad secrets and worst kept secrets in the NFL right now, but this is by far the worst one. Cam Newton is taking majority of the of the snaps during practice compared to Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer and the other guy. I think his name is like Brian Lewerke or whatever. Uh, Belichick won't name a starter for some reason. Cam Newton has also come out and said that he doesn't feel like he's earned the starting job yet, but I think that's just the Patriots molding him into being professional with the media and not revealing secrets since Belichick is by far the most secretive person in the NFL. Absolutely. I mean, Cam Newton's taken 20, 25 snaps per practice compared to everyone else taking like six, seven, eight snaps. He's the starter. Everyone knows he's going to be the starter. That sounds like a starting quarterback. It's just typical of Bill Belichick with it. Like like he does with his injury reports. He doesn't give out any information whatsoever. No, no. And uh, I, I like the Patriot way, but I don't at the same time. It always works. Like Belichick will walk into a stop and shop. He'll walk into a stop and shop. Talk to the cashier and be like, "All right, you're you're my new wide receiver. Come play, come play for me." That that instead of signing like a big name like wide receiver or something like that, or a wide receiver in general that can help out the team. <laughs> it's it's annoying, but it works. I don't get how it always works for Belichick. It's as a Patriots fan, I don't like the Patriot way, and I always and I'm always I always get smack for it. But in the end, it it works. Last year didn't really work too well. Uh, as we all know, Patriots had basically almost every top weapon in the NFL. Well, not every top weapon, but they had Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, uh, Demarius Thomas, Ju- Julian Edelman. That, that, that's not a fun wide receiving set to go up against. And, of course, as we all know, that wide receiving set completely dissolved, <laughs> uh, angering, angering Tom Brady which ultimately I think led to him leaving the team. I think that, I think it was just Belichick's, I'll say it, Belichick's arrogance probably led, led Brady to go down to Tampa, who, by the way, Brady's lighting it up in Tampa right now. He looks really good. I saw his number. He led three straight scoring drives in their scrimmage this past Friday. He's going to have a crazy year. Uh, he, 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 he's, he might have a career year. Which he's is the guy you want to get about. in fantasy football. He's going to have some crazy numbers. Yeah. Or just just get any offensive Tampa player for fantasy, really, when you think about it. But back back to the Patriots. Uh, Cam Newton, worst kept secret in the NFL that he's going to be the starter. Absolutely, worst kept secret. Yeah, I would have to agree. And I and I like also that the Patriots are molding Cam Newton into 
not being the, the crazy guy in the, within the media. But at the same time, I don't like it because, like, cause if you look at uh, any kind of interviews or post-game uh, press conferences they had with the Panthers versus the very small amount that he's had with the Patriots, major difference. It's a more humble Cam Newton. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I think you Cam Newton realizing. I think Cam realizes that he has to mature, and mm-hmm. uh, he he's kind of playing with that chip on his shoulder. He has a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had like you, like you said, he hasn't had uh, a good season since his MVP season in 2015 when they went to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. So it's been quite some time since he's been relevant again. So I'm I'm excited to see what he does on a new team with a new coach, a new system. And, and uh, I think Cam, I think Cam's realizing too. I think Cam is realizing too that you know he's kind of signed a one-year prove-it deal, so he has a lot to prove if, if he wants the Patriots to give him like a three-year deal or something like that. Which I think if he puts up fantastic numbers, uh, he should get an extension. Simple as that. Shouldn't, shouldn't shouldn't be too much discussion into whether he should have an extension or not. If he's absolutely tearing it up by like week ten, week eleven. I think he'll. I think he'll be with the Patriots for a couple of years. I hope he is at least. I hope Belichick doesn't drive him out of town too. But nah, he's going to be but, with you know, for a couple of years. I, I, it's a wait. It's I a wait agree. and see with him. It's a wait and see how he does, considering that we're just a little over a week until this uh, season starts. Which I can't believe we're already saying that. September tenth, Thursday night. Kansas, yes, yes. So Kansas City and Houston, Houston. they'll be kicking off then. Uh, we're going to have a full on. Like NFL special, we're gonna go over literally, literally everything. Give predictions for the division, uh, the winners, the division winners, award winners, and the Super Bowl, all that fun stuff. Absolutely. So that so that that episode, I'm telling everyone now, that's gonna be over an hour long at least. Yeah, that's the episode you want to. That's gonna that's gonna be the probably the most fun episode that we're gonna be putting out. Yeah, we're until left. until you know the next one, obviously. <laughs> each episode, each episode is great. That's my opinion. So, uh, moving on. So, uh, what's going on with your Giants, Chris? Uh, Joe Judge is a psychopath, apparently. Yeah, he's taking the Patriot way down uh, ninety-five <laughs> all the way to MetLife, and uh, no, he isn't. <laughs> he is. He is. And um, you know what? He's he's making them uh, take accountability, and you have to earn. Um, he's going to put the best eleven on this field. It doesn't matter how much money you're getting paid. He's going to put the best 11 players on the field. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what happens. A new coach, new offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. There's a lot of changes going on in this team. Um, we're still very young. I don't expect him to really have a crazy year or, like, make playoffs. But you never know. You know, just take each game, game by game, and uh, see what happens. You know, crazier things have happened. And uh, the NFC East is always a crapshoot. So you never know. You never know. Chris, he's – He's having the defensive players, which I I can't believe he's doing this. He's having the defensive players, and I don't know. Is he? I don't know if he's doing this with the offensive linemen too, but I know he's doing this with the defensive players, where he's having tennis balls being taped to the palms, I love so it. that they don't, so that they don't hold, so they don't grab the jersey. But here's the thing, I love it. Yes, on paper that's a good idea. It's a great but idea. There's always gonna, there's always going to be penalties. There's always course, going to be holding penalties. Helps, everyone, everyone always holds on every. Play. It helps those players in practice get used to not doing those moves that they're going to hold. So in the game, they might think differently about the way they attack someone. I, I love the idea. It's not like he's doing it every day. I think it's a great idea. 
I'm not a fan. Uh, I, the players, are, fan the players are buying into it, so I think it's good. I'm not a fan of it because there's holding on every play. It just depends on if the ref wants to call it or not. Indeed, that is a good point. But uh, so, like, there's always going to be holding, and if if the if the Giants are practicing not holding, like the offensive line is, they're going to get absolutely destroyed by defensive lines because offensive linemen they hold every play. I used to be an offensive line in, in, back in the day. I held every play because that's basically what I was told to do, and I never and I and I never got caught doing it. So, <laughs> love and it. Half the time, half the, and half the time, a lot of the offensive line they don't get called every play. It's like every once in a while, yeah, but you know if you get terrible uh, officiating crews where they call a penalty on basically breathing, then obviously you're gonna have to deal with that. But there's always gonna be holding no ma- no matter what. So it's like I don't like the idea. The drill doesn't hurt them by doing it, so I disagree. But uh, we'll see. You know, I also it can't yeah, hurt. I also don't like drills. Yeah, I also don't like how Joe Judge came out and said that he wants to get rid of the red jerseys for the quarterbacks, just so Daniel Jones can can take a hit. Because Chris, what if Dexter Lawrence comes up, bull rushes up up the middle? And gives a little bit too much of a too much of a forceful love tap to Daniel Jones. Can't think Daniel like Jones, that. Daniel Jones falls down on his shoulder. Gotta get like, him ready. Dislocate and, and, and gets hurt. Gotta get him ready. That's all. Um, oh, so you want to injure your quarterbacks he, in practice? They're not doing ready? it. First off, they're not doing that anyways. Second of all, he does need to learn how to take some more hits, and because there's no preseason. So honestly, I think that the first couple of weeks offense is going to be very sloppy in, in the, in the yes. NFL. Definitely. Defense is going to have the upper hand. Expect a lot of int- – I think expect a lot of interceptions the first month of the season, really. Just Sloppy because pre-se- preseason is the is that time to work out any issues within the offense or the defense. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Kansas City and Houston, they kick off in a little over a week away. Uh, with fans in the stands, by the way. September 10th, uh, shout out, to, shout out to Kansas City for not really caring about the health and safety of everybody for allowing fans into the stands. But that that's a whole different issue. <laughs> um, so moving moving on from all that fun stuff. A lot uh, of news coming down. Uh, we had a, a lot of news coming from down south today. Yeah, so Jack, Jacksonville, we all woke up this morning to the news that Yannick Ngakwe uh, – I think I pronounced that. The four right. months, the four months saga is finally coming to an end. Finally, yeah. Four months. It feels like four years. It feels like forever. Yeah. So Yannick Ngakwe and the Jaguars, they don't like each other. That's another one of the worst kept secrets in the NFL. Is that Absolutely. they don't like each other at all. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe has gone on Twitter multiple times, had multiple meltdowns about how much he just hates Jacksonville, wants out, wants to be traded, blah 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 blah. Jacksonville's like, Yannick, we love you. We'll give you anything you want. Blah, 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 blah. Stop complaining on Twitter and stuff like that. And then eventually this morning, he gets traded to Minnesota. Uh, Jacksonville is getting a second-round pick in, in next year's draft and then a conditional fifth-round pick, which can become, I think it's a third or a fourth in the 2022 draft. It's a third. If Yannick, if Yannick Ngakwe becomes all pro. And because he's going to Minnesota, and Minnesota has had arguably one of the, some of the best defenses within the past couple of seasons, Yannick Ngakwe will become an all pro, I think, within, within a year. This yeah, is, we're gonna I, see. I we're gonna see a completely different player. I feel like in Gagway in, in the uh, 2017 uh, AFC Championship season for the for the Jaguars, uh, he was a force to reckon with, and he really didn't have the world's greatest coaching. Now he's going over to Mike Zimmer, who's 
he's not like the best coach in the NFL, but he's a top ten coach in the league for he's, sure. He's definitely a top ten coach, big defensive guy, and uh, he's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna basically right make Ngakwe someone else. He's gonna fit. Ngakwe's right gonna be a whole line. different player. It's gonna be great. It's gonna he's be gonna, great to watch. He's gonna be happy. Day. He's gonna be on a winning culture and uh, expect good things for him. One hundred percent. Yeah, because you're coming from Jacksonville, who isn't really a football team. They're more of a football club. I'll, I'll, I'll flat out say it. They're more of a football club than a football team. He's going to a real football team to go play. Go play. He's going to ball out over there, I feel like. It's yeah, going to be exciting to watch. It will be exciting. I'm looking forward to see uh, just football in general. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm excited for it. Thankfully, the Patriots and Vikings don't meet up this year, so I can I can enjoy watching that all I want. Uh. <laughs> uh, other news, a uh, little bit of a little bit of surprising news though. Uh, Earl Thomas still hasn't been signed by anybody. The Cowboys were the favorites. Cowboys came out and said that at this time they're not interested in signing uh, Earl Thomas, which shocked a lot of people. Considering, thank you, you baby you know, Jesus. You know, <laughs> you know Jerry <laughs> Jones. You know how Jerry Jones loves to go spend money. For everybody except for a quarterback, so it made sense. <laughs> I'm very glad. He's is not this going to turn? Down. Is this going to turn to a Darrell Rivas situation where he isn't signed until like Might late? Into a you season? know what? Uh, a lot of teams are going to wait and see to see what happens injuries, and I think he doesn't get signed until uh, someone's safety goes down. You know what? That's what I think is going to happen because uh, no, they think that he's toxic to the team possibly and. Yes, he's not. Gonna, he's not going to get paid this year. It's going to be like a, a veteran minimum. So he has probably one of the most bizarre off the field incidents. I'm not going to say what it is. You can look it up yourself, Chris. You know what I'm talking about. I hope. I hope I don't I have do. to tell you what it is. I do. So I feel like that alone is a big enough distraction. Uh, a team though that I think could end up signing him for like a simple one year deal. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan of them, but when you look at the Patriots' safeties, yikes. Not really the world's greatest group of safeties right now. And if one or two of them go down with an injury, and Earl Thomas is sitting there, I wouldn't be surprised if Belichick gave him a call and said, come on over. But that's only, that's only if, if, if the Patriots really need him. But other, other than that, I really, I really can't – like. Think of a team that would sign him right now. Like I said, I think he's going to come down to injuries, and uh, he'll definitely be on a contender at some point. We're just going to have to wait and see where he ends up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I mentioned fantasy a little bit, uh, a little while ago. Uh, we're going to announce this now. We meant to announce this last week. We completely forgot. Totally forgot. Uh, so, we're going to be starting up. <laughs> we totally <laughs> We are starting up. We're starting up a fantasy league. Uh, it's gonna be a ten. It's gonna be ten teams. Uh, me and Chris are gonna be in it. So basically, there's eight slots left. I know someone has already reached out to me about it. So it's actually gonna be seven slots left. We're gonna put it on on Instagram, saying just to send us your email or something like that. We'll send you the link. Uh, it should be fun interacting with all of you guys, and all of you guys are gonna lose to me. Simple as that. Yeah, I know. We just want to. Uh... Do a friendly uh, fantasy uh, football league. Uh, stay tuned for social media information on that. And, uh, more information to come, um, how much money and stuff like that, et cetera. But uh, just definitely stay tuned. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's something fun. It gives you another reason to uh, root for players on Sunday besides your own team. 
Exactly. Uh, so you want to move over to MLB? Yeah, let's do it. Since me and you, since me and you started off the show taking shots at each other's teams as usual. <laughs> as always. Uh, so the Red Sox, uh, as I said a little earlier today, they won today, so the kids can go eat free tomorrow. The kids can eat. Uh, yay, yay ki- kids can eat free. Love it. Uh, they also made a trade. They also made a trade today, which at first when I looked at it, I was like, "Oh, why would they do that?" But now that I'm thinking about it, it makes a lot of sense. So the Red Sox they traded Mitch Moreland to the Padres for two prospects. Uh, completely blanking on their names, but I know it's an infielder and an outfielder. Uh, this trade looked bad at first because Mitch Moreland is arguably one of the top hitters on the team right now. Led the, he led the team with eight home runs, 21 He's a free runs. Agent, though, right? 21 is runs. he not a free agent next year? I think I he think is. That's why they traded him because they signed. Uh, they signed. They signed him like two weeks before spring yeah, training. Yeah, he's not gonna. Um, like they're not. He's not gonna be part of the, your future, kind of. So I think. I think yeah. that's just my so thing. It, it, it made sense. Um, their farm, their farm system needs to be really finished. bad. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> so this made sense. They they got they got two. I was looking into it. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people are really liking this trade. I like it too. Uh, I'm sad to see Mitchie four bags go though, just because he he was leading the leading the team with eight home runs, 21 runs batted in, and then he had a 3.25 batting average, which is on this team rare, but <laughs> but it looked good. Uh, Red Sox, uh, they're not going to be making the postseason, um, so it's almost like Red Sox fans like they're just trying to enjoy. Watching the team whenever they're not down like thirty-five to nothing, something like yeah, that. Yeah, they went today, man. They uh, screwed me. I bet against them today. Yeah, well, don't bet against the Red Sox again. I uh, definitely will, especially when they're playing the Nationals, who also aren't really the best. No, I don't know. I should have just stayed away from that game, but I ended up taking them. But it's okay. How are the Yankees looking? You know what? It's been a, it was a tough two weeks almost for the Yankees. They lost seven straight. They blew two games against the Mets. They were up four nothing. Ended up losing six four, and then uh, they were up. Um, were up again two one, and they gave up a uh, walk off three two with two outs in the ninth. They were up three two. Sorry, and they gave up a two run homer in the ninth. So you know what? We lost seven straight. I mean, as a Yankee fan, I can't remember the last time we lost seven seven straight. You guys lost seven in a seven row. Seven in a row, a really bad stretch. Oh man, your kids, your kids must have been starving. They were starving, man. They were ready to eat. Oh man, they were. They almost had to go up to uh, Massachusetts to the ninety nine and eat for free. Oh, I mean, they're going to be hungry here too, Chris. This isn't the greatest area to come up here to eat free. But uh, <laughs> anyways, they bounced back. They won three straight. Now um, they won the doubleheader today. We had we had a lot of doubleheaders, so there's a lot going on this week. A lot of games they're playing. And um, they won three straight. Delvi Garcia made his MLB debut today, one of our top pitching prospects. This was a long time coming. He's 21 years old. and He looks good He so looked far. great. He pitched six innings. He only he gave up zero runs, and uh, he would have got the win if uh, Luke Voigt didn't make an error. So, you know, um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a great performance. And um, I'm interested to see what Boone does now. Does he stay in the rotation? I mean, I think he uh, – Showed that he deserves to stay in the rotation. He pitched a great game. So just what the Yankees need another weapon. We'll just, see what happens. What they, they also have Clark Smith at the alternative site, who also is has a lot of pretty nasty stuff. So uh, eventually, he's going to get called up and probably be more of a reliever role. 
he's a future starter as well. So um, the trade deadline's coming up soon, I think, this week or next week. And uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, it's Monday, right? Yeah, so we'll see what we'll see what happens tomorrow in baseball. Curious if the Yankees go out and get another arm, or uh, that's why the trades galore right now. So we'll see what happens. But um, I saw that uh, I saw that Aaron Judge is on, is back at his summer house again. He is, he is. Um, no comment at this time. <laughs> I love Judge. But, why um, not? I love Judge tremendously. But uh, I hope he just got to stay on the field, man. It stinks. Uh, but DJ's back. Uh, Glaber's still out a while. Um, Hicks got hurt today. It just never ends, though. It's just it's always one player after another. So I'm hoping Hicks is okay. But, uh, you know, if Frazier continues to impress, he's playing good defense. He continues to hit. We got Talkman and uh, Gardner from here sometimes as well. So we'll see what happens. Brett Gardner's still a Yankee? He is. He is. Why? Uh, I think he's going to get traded. I think he gets traded big, tomorrow. Big, I think he's a big clubhouse guy. I think he'll get traded tomorrow. Absolutely not. Watch him. I, I hope he gets traded just because he, he, he's annoying to look at. So, and the fact that you have to look at him in a Yankee uniform, even more annoying. So, then drives me sexy. <laughs> so, uh, speak. So, more MLB stuff happened throughout the week. Uh, White Sox pitcher Lucas Giolito, not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct, uh, threw the first no hitter of the season. Uh, that's always exciting to watch. No hitters are probably one of the more entertaining parts of baseball is just seeing seeing a, a pitcher have throw a no hitter. There have been a few instances this year where multiple pitchers have been able to go like six, seven innings without allowing a hit, and then some jerk apps allows a hit. There was somebody, I forget who it was, but they're going up against the Brewers, and Ryan Braun hit a single or a double into center field. <laughs> And, and that was just ter- that was just terrible to watch, just because. In the ninth inning, nobody, nobody outs. like nobody, nobody likes. Yeah, two outs in the ninth it's inning. Brutal. Nobody likes Ryan Braun. Yeah, nobody likes Ryan Braun. He's so annoying to look at. Yeah, he's a tool. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel about him, Chris. I was trying to be nice here, but you're gonna flat out say it. <laughs> I just think he's arrogant and he did steroids, so it's a combination. He's a he's a cheater, just like Alex Rodriguez. A Rod's so, you know. But yeah, he cheated. He, he's not the man. He cheated. Yeah, so. so did Ortiz, but he never got caught. But that's a conversation well, then, well, for another day. God, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess MLB, too. Uh, Jeff Passon announced on the uh, Pat McAfee show. Oh, Rob, oh, what about this, though, Matt? Rob Manford continues to make himself look like a fool. God. Just, yeah, I mean, that, he's got to be the worst was... commissioner in all the four major sports. What, what, what did he do now? He, he just continues to not comment at the right times. Regarding so many different issues that are going on in the world and in general. Oh God, we'll 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 uh, I guess spoiler alert. We'll we'll talk about what happened this week in the world of sports towards the end of the show. But uh, what I was gonna get to really quick is that the MLB they are gonna have a bubble. It turns out. Yeah, I read one, that. One, one of the few right things Ron Manfred has probably done. I mean, done it makes with sense as every other bubble city has continued to work. So exactly. So, so for the playoffs, they're going to be doing a bubble. Um, it looks like the the sites are going to be uh, Arlington, Texas, and San Diego, California. Uh, for the a- AL, will be going to Texas. The NL will be going to California. I like it. Not gonna lie, I like it. I like the, I like the choices of uh, of the sites. Although I kind of would think they would try to keep them in the same state, but. 
you know, base, base Rob Manfred needs to get something correct or something incorrect within doing something right. So I'm sure he'll, I'm just, sure he's gonna mess it up somehow. As oh you. yeah, no, this is this is gonna be a messed up situation. I can already tell he's gonna but, screw uh, it up somehow. It's, it's smart, you know. Base, uh, there's only a month left of the regular season. It's kind of crazy to think about. But uh, playoff baseball will be here soon. It'll be interesting to see uh, what teams make it with the expansions and everything. It's going to be a fun postseason when that happens. I bet the Red Sox won't be one of them, but that's just my wild guess. Yeah, I would have to agree. Uh, anyways, let's move on to hockey. Hockey. So, so right away, I'm, I'm going to say this just to annoy all the Bruins fans, and especially to one particular Bruins fan who I know listens to us every – Every week when he's they look up like ass. They look terrible. They got they got destroyed the other night. I think it was like seven one or something like that. Oh, it was seven one. That's brutal. And then and then and then last and then Saturday three one. Saturday they lose they lose three one. They look awful. They look undisciplined. They're down three one to the series to Tampa. They look tired, man. They're, Nick Ritchie like almost um, Nick Ritchie almost beheaded somebody yesterday. Like it's. It's not looking good if you're a Bruins fan. If you're hoping for for a, um, another trip to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, looks like Tampa Bay is going to actually do something for once. Because I know, Chris, you say they're the Houston Rockets of the NHL, where they're a team with talent that does nothing. Well, it looks like they're doing something this year, and they're doing all yeah, this without they're doing they all are. this without Steven Stamkos too. So it's pretty remarkable. They look good. They got a good goaltender. They got a good team. Uh, they're a very good team, but. Um... That series is not over yet, and we'll see the we'll see what happens with that. It's a must-win game for the Bruins, so see if they bring I that energy next game. I say Bruins win Game Five, and then Lightning will win in Game Six. That's that's my yeah. Guess. I think the I, I think the Lightning win in Six as well. That, that's my guess. I think that's what I originally said too. Lightning in Six. I think it, I think you did, yeah. So I might be right about that. What you say, yeah. Bru- Bruins in Seven? You no, said- I think I said Bru- no. I, that was for the the Carolina series. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But for this, I think I said Bruins in six. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So, so you know, sorry, Bruins fans. Try again next year. Um, other series that are going on right now. Uh, Philadelphia and the Islanders. They're playing. They're playing right now. I think they. I'm just currently started. watching it, and it's so tough to watch as a Ranger fan because I can't stand the Islanders, and they what's look the, really good. What's the score? Is it, it's is zero it- zero. Okay. And I and I can't stand Philly as well. I, I literally hate them. What I so think it's, I what is it? Two whoever, one. It's two one Islanders, right? Yeah, it's two one Islanders. I hope whoever wins this series just ends up getting smoked by Tampa Bay in the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals. I well, and, I put, and I hate. I'm not rooting for any team in, in the East. I, I don't like any of the teams that are left whatsoever. <laughs> I'm rooting for the, whatever any team in the West. <laughs> well, I put I put the Flyers in the Stanley Cup Finals, so I want them to win, but. Yeah, this, this is too. a must. This is a must-win game for the Flyers, basically. It I is, say it if is. they don't win, if they don't win tonight, I think they're out next game. Yeah, which will we'll absolutely terrorize, which will absolutely terrorize you and every other Rangers fan out there because the amount of torture you have to put through to watch the Eastern Conference Finals with the New York Islanders in it. Yeah, I won't, honestly, I won't be watching it probably because I can't stand this team. <laughs> but why don't, uh, why my don't you like the, why, don't, why don't you like the Islanders? What's wrong with it's that? Like liking it. It's just like liking the Jazz. If you're a Giant fan, you just don't like them. It's, I don't like the team. They're one of our rivals. They're like little brothers in New York. But well, first of all, if you like the Jets, I'm sorry for the life choices you've made. But 
Yeah, it must suck to be a Jet fan. <laughs> but uh, that's a story for another day as well. I mean, sheesh, you could talk about the Jets for a whole episode. We we could make fun of them all day long. Yeah, we could. Um, in the West, uh, light. I'm not light. Wow, Vegas is up two. I think they're up two one on Vancouver. They continue to roll. They look really good last They're going to win. They're going to win out the series. I think they win in six. I think they went out in five. I think they went in five. I think that's what I said, Vegas in five. So, Let's see. And then kind of this, is, this one is a surprise to me. Uh, Dallas is on top of Colorado two to, two to one right now. No, it's the, actually – they're up four. Oh, yeah, they're up two and one. Yeah, talking about the series, not the score. I know the score is probably like five – what is it, like five one, four one right now? It's ugly. Very ugly. Like, I know, I know the, the stars they have – I know they have Tyler Sagan and Joe Pavelski, but – this series surprised me big time. I didn't this think is the a, stars. Were... I I did not see Colorado coming out this flat. No, not at all. I thought they would win twenty two with a must win game. Yeah, this this is another situation where I thought I would think if the Dallas Stars won tonight, they were just going to win the next game too, which looks like that's probably going to happen. Uh, I'm sad because I had the Avalanche in the Western Conference Finals, so my bracket is get, getting absolutely like destroyed at this point. I might just delete that post because it's just yeah, ugly. I had it's, them it's, it's ugly looking at this point. <laughs> um, I had them winning the Stanley Cup on my bookie, so that's not good. Oh boy, Chris, you're in a worse position than I am. Yeah. I had yeah. I had Vegas winning it all, so I still have hope for them, but it's a uh, it's, it's been interesting to see what what happens with the rest of the, of these series, except for the Bruins series, because we all know what's going to happen in that one. They're just going to fall flat again. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these teams are uh, pretty even. It'll be interesting to see what the Stanley Cup will be and who's going to be in it. And I think too, uh, the next series too, um, the, the conference finals. The NHL is allowing family members into the bubble, so we'll see how much that plays into a factor of uh, of the of the players, how much more motivated they might be or whatever. So definitely. Uh, so switching over to the NBA, um, we're going to mention what happened with them at the end of the show. Uh, we're going to talk, we're, we're going to mention everything else that happened first. Um, so we, so we finished up recording on last, last week. And then two hours later, Luka Doncic hits a game, hits a game winner at the buzzer. Absolute stud. Kid's an absolute stud. Unfortunately, the Mavericks they did lose today, so they are out of it. The Clippers did win the series. Um, they have a good. They have a nice future. They have such they're, an awesome future ahead of them. Yeah, they're going to be a good team. Marcus Morris is continuing to be a dirty player. Uh, intentionally earlier in the series, tried to hurt Luca, and then had a hard foul against Luca today. Basically, karate chopped his head. Um, Luca, who is kind of, you know, not really like a hot-headed player. He went after Marcus Morris, and Marcus Morris got ejected for it. Uh, I know Marcus Morris is a former Celtic. He was kind of disciplined here, but now that he's out of, out here, out out of Boston, he's in LA. He's gone back to his old dirty ways, dirty player. Yeah, he's a he's good not, basketball. He's, not he's a good basketball player, but he has that uh, edge to his game. But you know what? Um, you gotta have a player like that on your team. Yeah, like he's Everything not. He has a player like that. He's not. Zaza Pachulia dirty, where that guy has zero basketball skill at all. He's just an overall dirty player. Yeah. But it's like, come on, dude. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Celtics today obliterated Toronto. Toronto they looked look, good. Jason Toronto Tatum looked, looked great. 
Toronto looked disgusting. They, that was not that's not the Raptors. Game two will be no. way more competitive, but it's just nice to have a one nothing lead. Uh, Marcus Smart has stepped up big time in Gordon Hayward's absence. Big time. I was I was on the fence about Marcus Smart just because of the amount. I, of... I love him as a basketball player. All he right, so here's every, the thing: he I like him everything. too. I like him too, but my God, he takes like forty five thousand threes. Yeah, he chucks too many threes, but he does everything else that you need. He plays defense. He's a pest. He can shoot. He can give you twenty a game sometimes. He does it all. He doesn't have to start. He can start. He's a good. He's just a solid basketball player to have on your team, and I'm glad we have him locked up long term. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely he stepped up. Kemba looks good. Tatum looks good. Uh, Jalen Brown got into foul trouble today, so not really the world's greatest game for him. Uh, Tice. Tice got a double double today, which is nice to see from him. All five yeah. start, all five starters for the Celtics today were in double figures. That's always nice to say against a team like Toronto. Uh, game two is going to be completely different from today, though. Yeah, it will be a lot more competitive. And, uh, <coughs> and plus, on top of that, too, Kyle Lowry needs to stop arguing every little call possible in the game. Yeah, he's. A, I'm not a fan of him, but he's a good basketball player. I like him as a player. He's a crybaby. But, like, my God, every single foul in the fourth quarter, I feel like he was up at the ref arguing about it. It's like, what could yeah, you possibly he knows, be arguing? He about every foul. It's like he went on the – he was literally – he was on the back of uh, Daniel Tice today. Like, basically, like, looked like Daniel Tice was giving him the piggyback. And the refs were like, all right, that's a foul. And he goes over. He's like, what did I do? And it's like, well, Kyle, you can't just climb on someone's back. That's you know that's that's a foul. He's always got something to say. Yeah, he's always, no. he'll be trying to get a steal or reach it from behind. He doesn't think it's a foul. Mm-hmm. Great basketball player. He's definitely a guy you want on your team. Mm-hmm. Awesome player. Good dude. But uh, I mean, I think all NBA all NBA players in general complain too much. Like I just noticed that in particular today with Kyle Lowry. I was like, my god. And then, yeah. and then and then Sir, and then Serge Ibaka basically like shoulder tackled Tice today. Tice got beat up today, basically. And hey, I'll take the, I'll take a double dub any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, like, Keep it up. Serge Ibaka like basically like shoved or like shoulder tackled like Daniel Tice to the ground, and he argued with the ref. And like the ref's like, "Dude, you literally shoved him." Like <laughs> yeah, like we're like we're like like don't call that, then that's terrible. Absolutely. Um, other NBA series, uh, Lakers, they finished off the Blazers last night 4-1. to one. No Dame Lillard because yeah. he sprained his knee. That team has an awesome – is another team with an awesome future. Great um, future. Me- Mello they came, they, they Mello actually came, came back in that game too. They, they were up so big, the Lakers. They did. I commend them for the amount of fight they had last night without, without uh, Dame Lillard. Uh, Mello came out and said that he wants to continue to play for Portland. Please, God, Portland, please sign him. Please give him like two more years at least. It yeah, would be it would be awesome to Mello go up go out on like a high note instead of a low note. Uh, even if we went out now, he's going out on a high note because this was one of his best years once once he actually started playing. Yeah, it was awesome to see him come back to basketball. He's not going anywhere. Whether he plays for Portland or someone else, he's going to have a spot in the league. Definitely. Um, Miami Miami swept uh, Indiana. Indiana fired their coach Nate McMillan. Uh, not that was a that, surprising not, series. Not a fan of that move, just because he has led Indiana to the playoffs. Granted, they haven't been able to get out of the first round, but I don't. Indiana must they must they must want to go in another direction or something. They but, got a lot going on there. They're always doing something weird. <laughs> Definitely, Victor Oladipo's future still looks bright though with that team. 
Yeah, he's a stud. Um, they got some studs on their mm-hmm. team, but that was a surprise this series. I thought it'd be a lot more competitive. I knew Miami was good, but I thought it'd be a little more competitive with the talent that they still have on Indiana. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, Milwaukee finished off Orlando. No surprise there. <laughs> no surprise. Uh, Houston is up 3-2 on Oklahoma City right now. Oklahoma yeah, City West, showing some West fight Berkeley in that they, They're showing some fight in that series, Oklahoma City. Yeah, they got, they got a good young team. I can't believe they're even in the playoffs, honestly. It's good, good for them. As a, as a five seed, too. I would think, okay, yeah. if they make the playoffs, they'll be like the eight seed. Yeah, they're I can't believe they're a five seed. They're a strong five seed. That too. shows you how good of a coach. Uh, I forget. I'm blanking on his name right now. But uh, he's a good coach, the coach of the OKC. Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan, yes. Um, yeah, I, I think this go, I think the series goes seven. I think Oklahoma State will win Game Six, and then, I hope so. And then James, be, James Harden will, awesome and then James Harden seven. explodes in Game Seven. Simple as that. Yeah, or he could choke too. He tends to choke. And then and then tonight, uh, I think they actually just started. Uh, Utah in Denver. Utah's up three three to two. I think I think uh, Mitchell's going to drop fifty points tonight and and just end the series. Yeah, Utah's. I think Utah continues on, and Mitchell's um, a beast. Yeah, I think he yeah. has a big game, and Conley has a big game as well. Mm-hmm. And expect things from Rudy Gobert too. Yeah, he's always in the action, right? <laughs> Even though he's not officially Defensive Player of the Year, that went to Giannis this week. He's still he's still the unofficial Defensive Player of the Year for stopping the NBA for a few months. But yeah, you know that's always going to be that's always going to be a funny joke to me. Absolutely. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of these playoffs pan out and to see if any of our predictions come true. Yeah, definitely. So uh, before we go, I think, I think we, got, we got to talk about what happened this week. Uh, as we all know, the NBA had a bo- boycotted a f- uh, few games this week because of what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, the MLB, a couple games, a couple teams boycotted too. NFL, couple teams just did not practice. Uh, starting off with the Lions, who really made a powerful statement, and then what's the one league I'm forgetting? The NHL, they stopped for a few nights as well. I I commend these players for doing that, just because there are people out there who just look at them as athletes and nothing more than that. And they and the athletes, they they definitely know that too. That people just look at them as just athletes and nothing else. So I overall, I I I really like what all the leagues did this week. Yeah, I know, I I know the um the double the WNBA too. They 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 made a pic they uh the picture that they put out there um just represented what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin with the with the seven bullet holds to uh, Jacob Blake. Um, I know MLS they also canceled games or postponed games as well as, as well too this week. This was this was great by the sports world to do that just to show that we're not athletes, we're people too. We have rights, so we're gonna. We're going to express them. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Just think it's good that the athletes are using their platform to show that they're not just athletes and that there are bigger issues in the world that we need to tackle. Definitely, Chris. I think, I think, that's, I think that, that, that's the best way to say it. Um, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that they did come back. But at the same time, if they hadn't come back and they overall decided to cancel all of their seasons, I would have completely understood just because, yeah, just because it's like the, the issue that's going, the issues that are going on in the country right now, it's bigger than sports. And again, just good for these, good for these players to recognize that 
good for them for taking a stand, despite a lot of people on social media just saying saying things that aren't really the world's nicest things in the world to be saying. But overall, I good job to all the leagues this week for taking a stance on what's been going on in the world. Yeah, I completely agree, and uh, I hope everyone continues to stay safe out there. Yep, definitely. Always, you know, wear your mask, social distance yourself. And uh, Chris, you got anything else to add this week? Yeah, I just want to say uh, thanks for the continuous amount of support that we keep receiving. Uh, Matt and I really very much appreciate it. Um, stay tuned for the fantasy football post this week. We'll try to get that rolling. And uh, me and Matt are going to start spitballing a lot of ideas for our football episode. We're, we're very excited for that. Mm-hmm. All right, and, Chris. Uh, we're signing out. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll see you all next week.